Welcome to Gunner Trash, episode 245, Edison Rex. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Howdy doozy. Howdy do to you. Howdy do to you. Yeah. What's up, man? Nothing good. <laughs> well, you're off tomorrow. That's I, good. Yeah, sure. Uh, although, I gotta be honest with you, uh, we've... Uh, we at uh, my job have been in a sort of perpetual state of uh, clusterfuckedness for oh. like the past month or so, and there were rumors that uh, we might actually have to work tomorrow on the holiday, the the Labor Day holiday, and um, Eric was looking forward to that. To working, yeah, really, uh, because that is double time and a half. Wow. And even if it would have been just a couple of hours, that would be fucking amazing. Right? Wow. And uh really could have used that cash. But uh goddamn our efficiency. <laughs> you guys are just too good. We are too goddamn good at our jobs, which is most likely a falsehood. <laughs> but we were just good enough to not have to work uh, any overtime last week or... Uh, the holiday. Couldn't you like? Couldn't you like right before you left just knock shit over and? and like, I should have sabotaged hey, it. Right? I'll yeah. come in and fix that. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. That's all right. So I guess in lieu of that, I get to have the day off and sleep in and stay up late and do a I, podcast. I get to stay up late and do a podcast, and then after this, I'm gonna do some artwork. Yeah, because I gotta get shit done. Wow. See, there you go. Yeah. You're getting shit done. Yeah, I could have got more shit done today, but, uh, you know, I had, uh, had uh, obligations that I had uh, to attend to. Mm-hmm. And I've got obligations I have to attend to tomorrow evening as well, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll get a little more done uh, tonight and uh, into the uh, uh, morning and afternoon hours uh, tomorrow. I think, yeah, I'm going to probably just do tomorrow. I think tonight I'm done. Oh, really? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's not like you have to... You know, any sort of stress or, you know... Uh, Life is full of stress. Like the other day, I was like, my library movies are due back on Saturday, and I don't know which day is Saturday anymore. Can you imagine dealing with that sort of thing? <laughs> that is why they all invented calendars. Uh, you know, everyone hates you, right? Oh, yes. Okay, right. I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, if you're a new listener, my friend Jason here doesn't have a job. I actually am a professional cartoonist. I get paid twenty dollars a month <laughs> to draw a strip for the paper. Um, so yeah. When you say the paper, that is, <laughs> it's not the newspaper. No, it no. is. It is. Uh, yeah, that is not the the daily 
widely read newspaper that it's, uh, it's not even the most widely read free paper in the town. Nope. But it is arguably better. I would I actually like it better than the, the bigger free it's paper. It's only because they pay you twenty dollars. They pay me twenty dollars after month. you harass them for a couple <laughs> weeks. Right, yeah, yeah. I think I am still owed for a, a month a month's <laughs> worth. But um no, it's a good paper. It's called Telephone. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out, telephoneweekly.com. Hey, even just though it's Ignore it. Uh, that is my favorite part is the website's telephoneweekly.com and it comes out every other week. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Well, you know, they're leaving room for growth. That's true. That or uh, maybe Telephone by Weekly was already taken. Could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like... I mean, it's a porn site. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like phone sex advice or something. Right, yeah. Phone sex advice, really? <laughs> you know, how to... How to make your calls, I don't know. Sexy. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I was in a long-distance relationship for quite a while. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have the phone sex? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I know my way around a telephone receiver. Yeah. Oh, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry to get super personal and then weird uh, right in like the first five minutes here <laughs> but uh i mean that was a, a significant part of my adult life here and not a significant but uh you know for a year or so it was right oh, and yeah. uh you know uh i i wish that uh that would have happened now the phone sex thing yeah well just you know being in that relationship oh okay because <laughs> Do you realize how much my long distance bills were at that point in time? Oh, right. And now like it's 2000, like... 2000, 2001, you know? Oh, man, yeah. And now, like, you can call anyone in the world for free, especially if they're in the same, you know, uh, you know, company plan that you're in right. or whatever, you know? Right after 9 o'clock. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that, that was most of the time right. that, that right. happened. Was, or the weekends, right. Yeah. And, uh, and then texting, and I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so either I needed to be, uh, 10 years younger, and now be, be like, you know, around 21, 22, right. you know, now, or, you know, technology should have been, uh, 10 years ahead, and we had smartphones back then. You were born too early, and I was born too late. Yep. <clears throat> but man, yeah. So, uh. Any kid out there who is in a long-distance relationship uh, in this day and age, uh, More good power. luck to you, man, because yeah. you're living in a fucking golden age of phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and now your cameras have phones in them, so she can take a picture of herself and send it to you, and you can just jerk off right on it. Oh, jeez. I oh. mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Where was this shit? <laughs> When I was doing that, right? Did, did you at least have a photo that you kept? Oh, by, I had by your photos phone? of her. Sure. By your phone, yeah, right? Yeah, right. you know, I had, uh, had actual photos of her, and mm. then she would email the photos, you know. But uh, you know, at the time, I had just a dial-up modem, <laughs> so it would take <laughs> right. seventeen hours right. to just you know download. You're like, hold on, baby, you're downloading. <laughs> Don't talk so fast. <laughs> That's well, when you just pull up in the. Well, you know, I couldn't download it while I was actually talking to her because I needed oh, the phone, the phone line. line. Wow, yeah. For the computer. So you just used the Hustler magazine and pretended it was her? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. That's how I used, that's how my prom night went. 
I just kind of uh, held the magazine yeah. up and yeah. just uh, your prom photo here, <laughs> right? Just, uh, yeah, the centerfold out. Me yeah. and like a forty-year-old lady with a picture of a forty-year-old lady with like uh, barrettes in her hair that was yeah. in, in barely legal magazine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're not here to talk about porn. No, at least not. Not specifically. Right, yeah. I mean, we're talking about yeah. it, but... Yeah. It's, it's not why we're here. No. Uh, but, yeah, seriously, fuck kids these days, right? I, uh, they, they've got it too easy. they got it too oh, goddamn okay. easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant, you know, fucking... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Figurative sense. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. well, then, yeah. We're, we're shaking our fists at them. We're angry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were jacking them off. No, okay. no, yeah. <laughs> we, we will not be That's illegal. actually fucking any kids right. because, yeah, that, that is dirty and gross. Yeah, morally and uh, legally. Uh-huh. Unacceptable. And, you know, also, uh, yeah. <laughs> kids, right? Yeah, yeah, who needs them? Uh, right, seriously. Like, like no one under 30 is, is worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> No, no one under 30 <laughs> is worth a fuck. Oh. Pat Kane? Sorry, Pat. <laughs> I, love, I love Mr. Pat Kane. In, uh, like, you know, what, six, seven years uh, when he actually turns 30, then, uh, you know, hey, mm-hmm. Pat Kane is totally welcome okay. back into the fold. All right, okay. <laughs> well, then that's fine. We'll take a PBK sabbatical. Yeah. He's busy that's anyway. He's got shit to do. Right, yeah. Making uh, cartoons that we don't understand. Making cartoons. I think he's getting married too. Pretty what? sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's uh, engaged. What? Yeah. What? I know, right? That's crazy, right? What? Huh. Yeah. Right. Well, hope he shows up to the wedding. Yeah. Because he misses things a lot. Oh, Pat Kane. Pat Kane. He just flakes out a lot. No, Pat Kane. Yeah, Pat. I love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy, too. Yeah. Hey, Edison Rex is a book we read. Yeah. Oh, Edison Rex, yes. It's a book. <laughs> well, I read a book. What did you read? I read uh, some digital light graphics on a uh, piece of plastic and metal. <laughs> that sounds more interesting than a bunch of paper. right? Paper and glue. I went sure. the paper and glue route. Hey, you know what? Sometimes I like the paper and glue route, uh, sometimes I don't. I always like the paper and glue route. Uh, I will say uh, right off the bat, we talked about it a little bit last week. Edison Rex uh, is a uh, is a uh, digital first comic mm-hmm. uh, published uh, exclusively on uh, your favorite uh, digital comicing format. Uh, I use Comixology. Uh, you can get it through other venues, I believe. Well, 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 how's it exclusive if it goes in different venues? Uh, I don't know why I said exclusive. Oh, okay, I was like, I thought I was missing something. Uh, but, you know, it starts out digital. Okay, okay. I got you. Uh, and then I, I believe at the time there there was really no plan that they had to uh, publish uh, a physical copy. All right. But, uh, you know, it took off, it became successful, and uh, sure enough, eventually they... they Printed one out for you. IDW did. IDW did. Uh, and um, what's IDW stand for? Uh, Idea and Design Works. Really? Yeah. Never knew that. Yep. 
Good for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you just make that up? No? Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> either way... I, I, would I mean, I may never remember it wrong, mm. but it's something close to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's close enough for me. Um... Uh, yeah, so IDW uh, printed up this book. This uh, collects the first uh, six digital issues of Edison Rex. They are, I believe, on issue nine right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, each individual uh, digital issue is available for sale on your, your finer uh, digital formats uh, for about 99 cents a copy. It's pretty good. That is super good. And, so that would make uh, this trade paperback $6, right? Uh-huh. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm looking at it right now. It's actually $20. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, there's a lot more paper and glue in this than in the digital first version. Very true. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's kind of ridiculous, right? It's, it's a huge difference, but I've noticed a lot of that online, like on the vice versa, when the the tangible version is the first version, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like Top Shelf will put out like a James Kachalka book, and it's like a fourth of the price of the tangible version. Yeah. The, the uh, you know who doesn't do that? Marvel, Marvel yeah, yeah, they're probably really excited to see digital comics take off because they're not going to change their price structure at all, right? And they're just going to rip the fuck out of people's wallets. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're super excited about it because they have been resistant. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, any kind of change. Oh yeah, yeah. But, Especially on a large corporate scale like that, right? But if it uh, takes effect, they'll be poised to make a lot more money. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, that's exactly what they're doing because they're they have. I know DC is selling stuff right now at cover price, it, like it comes out day and date of the the print version. Uh, you can also get them digitally for the exact same cover price, mm-hmm. which uh, is usually more expensive because your finer comic shops will give you a discount. Oh yeah, at least ten fifteen percent. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and they do not. But if you wait, well, it used to be if you waited a month, you could get then get it for a dollar less. A dollar off, right. Uh, which is still not great, mm. uh, but better. Because my personal opinion is that uh, if you're going to sell a digital comic book, at 99 cents. Mm-hmm. It's perfect price point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I'm uh, all about, you know, uh, like this... Because uh, this Edison Rex is part of a sort of digital publishing group called Monkey Brain Comics. Oh, okay. That's what that is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they have like seven, eight, maybe a lot more books that they put out. Hmm. Uh, you know, just at various intervals. And oh, yeah. some of them are going to, you know, print eventually. Uh, some of them are not, but, you know. Probably uh, the ones that are more successful. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but for the most part, yeah, I think some of their books might be like $1.99, but for the most part, everything that they put out seems to be about 99 cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm all about supporting that. Well, yeah, I mean, that seems, that's, and especially since these are, like, the issues in here are around 12 pages. They're not, uh, I don't know. I think they're about 20. No, I counted, I counted. Are you they're, sure? Yeah, they're like 12 pages. Mm. Yeah. Are you, uh, well, you're not counting the, uh, the, uh, the backups. No, no, just like each chapter. Like, okay. Like, because right. it, it's broken up into like six chapters. Uh, because digitally each issue is about 20 pages. Oh, okay, and they because have... they include the the bios uh, that are okay. in the, they're lumped together in the back of, of the the trade, but I in gotcha. each individual issue, there's you know like one or two of them that run. It's like the Marvel Universe thing, sort like, of yeah. shows the character and tells yeah. about them. So basically, yeah, in the digital version, it's about twenty pages. Yeah, okay, long. well, that's that's totally worth a dollar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, 
you know, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's a little more value than even, like, you know, Batman 66, which is, you know, one of the DC digital first books. Right. Uh, because, you know, each individual issue of that is 99 cents, but it's actually just a third of a full-size comic. So it's like 10, it is 10 pages. About 10 pages, right. but they're split up so that, you know, you can read them horizontally. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically the pages are split in half. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a fine comic and I enjoy supporting that one. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah. But, uh, so, but yeah, like, you know, DC is doing that and it used to be after a month it would drop down a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I guess they stopped doing that. Uh, and so basically it's, they they seem to be following the Marvel mold, which is, uh, release them at full price and maybe someday, eventually, if they feel like it, kind of, they <laughs> might drive the price a dollar. Right. Maybe. Well, mm, that's, we'll that's, see. That's we'll mean. see what happens. That's just mean. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, that's why I won't buy any Marvel or DC books digitally that are available in print right. Uh, right. initially. Yeah. Um, unless they drop the, there's like a sale or something. Maybe, yeah. Because mm-hmm. occasionally, yeah, they do run sales, uh, you know, on those sites. Uh, you, know, you can get a bunch of books for ninety nine cents each. Right, and that's, that's great. Totally fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. But uh, you know, yeah, like uh, you know, uh, Marvel and DC. You know, I'm sure they could it could help with the clutter. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to pay the I don't want to pay four dollars for a book that I don't actually hold in my hands. You know, it's weird though because if they do, if Marvel and DC does go digital, that'll well, they are digital. I mean, exclusively, though? I mean, that I don't would... think anything is ever going to go exclusively right. digital. I think there's always going to be a print version. I could see, out there. I could see them doing it in such a way that their bigger titles, like Avengers is a print version, but like Avengers Children's Crusade was digital only, that sort of thing. I could totally see that happening. Well, they are experimenting with that, you know, mm-hmm. with like Batman 66 and, you know, uh, right. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy had a thing. Uh, it was like a miniseries about the origins of some of the, the uh, characters, you know. Right. Uh, but they did that one for free, though, Marvel. Uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah, they are experimenting, you know, with digital firsts, is what they're calling them, basically. Right. Uh, where they put that out, and then eventually, down the line, they'll release a hard copy. You know. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, I think uh, there's always going to be print comics. Hmm. You know, especially from those two companies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I really think there will be. I think uh, you know it's the same, re- same reason that you know there are still CDs and records being produced. You right. know, because yeah. people always want it. <clears throat> people always want the physical copy somewhere. But if Magic the Gathering continues to take over every comic shop, <laughs> most most comic readers will probably just elect to purchase the digital version and stay at home, <laughs> avoid that mess. Hey, you know, I've said it uh, for a year now. Mail order comics, the yeah. best decision I've ever made. Because even then, you know, uh, they're still cheaper than the digital books. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, through that I get like, a super good discount. Mm. And, you know, yeah, like, like, why would I pay $4 for a digital issue of Hawkeye when I can get it for like two fifty? Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to beat. Right, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm 
totally willing to support things like Edison Rex and then some of the other Monkey Grain books and because uh, it's you know original content and it's cheap and uh, you know it's quality. Yeah. So I'm gathering that you liked Edison Rex. I did like Edison Rex. Yeah, yeah. me too. Good. Yeah. Um. Is yeah. What is Edison Rex here? What what did we read here? Okay, I'm gonna give the super simplified version so that everybody's on board with what this is. Okay. Um. So basically, what this is is uh. It's a Lex Luthor versus Superman story. I would agree. In which Lex Luthor, using his vast intellect, essentially convinces Superman to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. On, like, page 10 of the first issue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then as Superman is killing himself, he basically points out that uh, if he's going to be gone... Somebody needs to, to protect the Earth, and it should be him. Right. Uh, Lex Luthor. Right. So Lex Luthor basically says, okay, and becomes uh, a superhero. Right. Yeah, right then and there. And that is Edison Rex. Yeah. Basically, Lex Luthor being a superhero. Or or trying to be. Trying. Right. Yeah. Uh, having, he's got the basics down. The fight the big monster, fight the villain. Oh yeah, yeah. save people and the world. Uh, you know he's got those down. Right. You know, he, he doesn't really need any help there. Right. Uh, public opinion though is uh, not on his side. Well, yeah, I mean for years he's been battling the Earth's greatest superhero. Right. Um, yeah. So schemes and then right. weapons and whatnot. Yeah. So they're they're you know pretty sure he's a villain through and through. Right. But he's actually, like, the whole time he kind of, you know, has been looking after the human race because he thinks there's something amiss about this hero. Right. And, uh, and like, everybody loves him, you know, everybody loves the hero, but he's like, I see something there that they don't. So it's not like he's just evil. He's not, like, going around blowing up, like, hospitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, um, he's just battling this superhero because right. he doesn't think he's a good fella. It's, it's the Lex Luthor thing. You know, mm. Lex Luthor, I think. Truly believes that, you know, he knows what's best for the world. Right. And that this alien creature, you know, from another world with these vast powers that no man should have. Right. You know, is, is like a dangerous lunatic that needs to be taken care of. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's very Lex Luthor's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is the hero's name? Valiant? Uh, yes. Yeah, Valiant. Valiant. Yeah. And uh, Edison Rex is uh, is our uh, lead character, our villain. He's our pro antagonist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, right away, he's uh, he's put into the spot where he's he's now the hero of the of the series. Right. And and uh, his sidekick, who is some sort of like alien villain that he's bested somehow right. and now is like loyal to him. She's like constantly trying to get him to like just conquer the world. Yeah. She's yeah. like, come on, let's just, you know, let's just be evil. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, no, no, let's save the world. Right. She's like, oh, okay. And, uh, cause, cause yeah, cause, uh, basically the one thing that has stopped him from completely taking over the world is the fact that this hero has been around right. stopping uh, him at every chance. And now Malaise, Malaise is her name? Uh, I think Malaz. Malaz? Yeah. Okay. She's like all, all of a sudden really excited. You know, like, now's our opportunity. Right, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, she's like some sort of warrior queen alien thing. She's awesome. Oh, yeah, she's super awesome. It's a great character. Uh, and so, yeah, so this, you know, these six issues is kind of him, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, trying to be a hero now. And, you know, again, public opinion is just not with him right. whatsoever. Uh, but also not really helping him is the fact that he is constantly recruiting other supervillains to join his All task. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I it's mean, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got kind of a tickish uh, Venture Brothers feel at times. A little bit, yeah. Um, but not as not humorous. A, no, definitely not as sl- like slapstick. Like it, right, yeah. I mean, it's... I'd say it's more of a comedy than anything. But it's it, but pretty it, comedic at times. But it's not, yeah, like constant. No, humor. it's just well balanced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, uh, The Avengers had a lot of humor in it, you know. Uh, but uh, Oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, it's it's fun. It's got a light tone to it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But, but can also delve into darkness occasionally, such as, uh, you know, convincing Superman to kill himself. Right. That's know. pretty dark. Yeah. Or defiant, the uh, golem, uh, <laughs> the failed golem that Edison Rex invented that's like a, you know, like it's a... bizarro. Yeah. Yes. Bizarro, valiant. Uh, he kind of goes mad and, uh, and escapes the uh, the lair. And right. It's, it's kind of dark. It's good. Yeah. Uh, especially once he learns that basically uh, Edison uh, uh, killed his... Uh, "Quote unquote mother." Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and I'm I'm kind of afraid people might you know hear you know especially what we just said about it or refuse and just kind of blow it off because you know it is you know blatantly you know just right you know this guy's you know uh, Chris Robertson's take on. I'm Lex Luthor. Right, yeah. Uh, but, eh, you know, it's more than that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it is that, but it's also, he can do stuff with it that he would never ever be able to do at DC. Oh, yeah. You know, with the actual characters. No, it's, know. it's great because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got that dark tone where you're like, yeah, the supervillain just literally convinced the hero to kill himself. Right. But, I mean, it's really funny because, you know, you know, uh, I mean, he goes into detail about, you know how, you know how the the hero is um, basically a, a virus that's going to destroy the earth, right. and uh, and then yeah, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to kill myself, and then there's this panel where he says, Edison Rex is like, I I can't believe this plan worked, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 funny. It's got that dark humor where right. dark shit is constantly happening, but right. but they don't they don't let it like get weighed down. They no. just kind of joke it off. Um. Yeah, you know, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, you know, people should definitely look past the, the obvious homage to Superman and then Lex Luthor and then give this a shot. Oh, yeah. Because it is super fun. It's way more fun than an actual Superman yeah, comic would be. Yeah, that was something I was going to say about this is, it's, it's a great, fun comic. Like, I wouldn't say this is one of the best comics I've ever read, but yeah, it's, it's definitely <clears throat> one of the most fun comics I've read recently. It's entertaining. And, yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, isn't that exactly what you want out of a comic? At the end of the day, I want a comic that puts me to sleep. Okay. But uh, during the middle of the day, during the, okay. I want the during, during your, right. your wake times. My yeah. wake times. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and there's some awesome there's some awesome supporting characters in here like Platypus Rex. <laughs> um, me and Eric are looking at this picture right now. Yep. It's kind of Howard the Duckish. Because um, there's all these different like dim, dim, you know different dimensional or I guess alternate reality versions versions of Rex. Yeah. And one of them is a platypus. Yep. Uh, the other one is, uh, what is it, Regina Tesla? Is that what it was? I can't remember. Yeah, either. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they're, uh, basically, they're a, uh, a group of alternate versions of Edison Rex who, uh, have band together, uh, to help conquer their individual worlds, uh, once they've, uh, bested their main arch nemesis. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're working together to stop, like, some massive Galactus type yeah, creature. Yeah, exactly. Some world planet eater kind of thing. Right. Uh, and so they've, uh, come to recruit Edison to, uh, to their team. And, uh, and, uh, which, you know, also does not continue to help him with his, uh, public, uh, <laughs> right. perception image. All right. Uh, and what do you think of, uh, Larva? Larva's awesome. <laughs> It's kind of like their version of Modoc, sort of. Yeah. But it's like a giant maggot, like <laughs> yeah, basically with a, you know, uh, a sentient uh, giant maggot. Yeah. She's the uh, with a humanistic face. Right. She's the the minion of uh, what Queen Hornet? Is Queen, that the name? Queen Hornet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so they end up they end up recruiting Larva. I mean, I don't know. Am I spoiling too much? Yeah, a I mean, little bit, but. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, they, they... That's halfway through the book. Yeah, they... Yeah, I mean, we already talked about how they're basically recruiting, uh... You know, all the supervillains they wind up encountering. Or most of the supervillains. Uh... Okay, uh, I'm glad this is in here. I didn't know if it would be. Oh, the, 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 the moist... Side. The moistest... Moistest. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh... It's like a mock hostess ad. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean... Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if uh, you put a fake hostess ad in your comic, then uh, it's worth reading. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same. That's another thing about this book. It's an homage to like everything you remember as being fun about comics. It's got the hostess ad. Right. It's got the like who's who, like Marvel Universe type oh, yeah. thing. I love those things. Yeah, yeah, I always thought those were amazing when I was a kid. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's super fun. Like it's obviously by people who have appreciated the superhero genre for you know decades right. but, but they realize that you know there has to be something like a spin on it or it's just you know usually not that interesting right you know? yeah, yeah well chris roberson well this is the second book we've uh, read by him uh we uh, previously reviewed i zombie yeah. which i uh, was not a fan of right despite uh, the fact that the uh, fantastic mike allred was involved mm. yeah, was not a fan of that book uh but Roberson had a run on Superman for a while, uh, pre-52, uh, where he sort of took over for uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, I guess his uh, experience on that was uh, not fantastic. <laughs> right. Is that, like, your guess based on reading this, or did you... Uh, like, I've read little bits and pieces of interviews with uh, him okay. here and there, and uh, his experience on the book, and... Mm. Uh, like he was supposed to take over like Straczynski was like the regular writer on that book and then he just left and uh, so like he was basically stuck continuing 
Straczynski story. <laughs> oh, was that the story where Superman grounded, where uh-huh. Superman was just walking around? Yeah. So, okay, so the writer's like, I'm going to draw, do this big epic, and Superman just walking across America. Oh, shit, I got to go here, George. Yeah. And you're like, I'm stuck with Superman's walking across America? Yep. Uh, and then I think that coupled with the, the whole before Watchmen thing, like he just left DC. Oh, okay. And there was kind of a stake about it when he did. And uh, Didn't he write some of the before Watchmen? No, he did not. Okay. He, he was pretty against them. Okay. Yeah. Was he slated to, or were they I trying to get him? I believe so. Oh, okay. No. For some reason, my brain is connecting him to that. Maybe it's just because of the, uh, uh, the controversy. Yeah, I think uh, that's it. Uh, so uh, I think this was like... One of the first major things he did post all that hubbub. Yeah, okay. So he's uh, getting out of his system. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he clearly has a plan in store. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, uh, they're up to issue nine, I believe, digitally. Okay. Uh, which I have have not read yet, but uh, you know, uh, got them. They're there. They're ready. They're ready to be read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't think this is him getting it out of his system. I think this is him doing what. He wanted to do it. Okay. Or at least he probably wouldn't have taken the seed of what he wanted yeah. to do and just going in crazy directions. So he probably couldn't have killed Superman, but probably not. But yeah. maybe he could have had him like shoot himself into another dimension for sure, for a yeah. year or something. Uh, and it, uh, I'm getting I get the feeling like like even I Zombie, which like I said I didn't love, but uh, between that and, and this, I get the feeling that he wants to write fun comics. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Which is awesome. Yeah, no, so awesome because uh, there's a severe lack of fun in comics. I think, yeah, uh, especially yeah. from Marvel. Majors, Marvel, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, you know, uh, uh, I had a point, and it's gone. Ah, aha! You're like, well, he's doing fun comics. That's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, exactly. for us. Now, is there some sort of play against like Oedipus Rex with a title? Like, I. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's uh, based on that and with uh, Regina Tesla and uh, Koenig von Braun. Okay. I think it's just the combination of uh, oh, a different cool. word for king and a uh, famous scientist. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like cool bands. Or that too. Yeah. 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 I love uh, Edison or a Rex in the band. Well, uh, T Rex, I guess. Yeah, T Rex. There you go. Tesla was great. Uh, Tesla. Sure. L- love song. Yeah. Uh, what's T Rex? Is that uh, Bang a Gong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Chariot Chugel, all the classics. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. Was there any other any other things? The art. We could talk about that. That artwork. What do you think about that? I really enjoy the artwork. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Dennis Culver is the artist. Um, I am going to go ahead and say this. Uh, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. Like he's very solid. He's got a nice cartoony, clean, crisp style. Oh yeah. Um, you know, not my favorite artist in the world, but definitely a guy that I would uh, you know check out stuff that he would do. Also, pretty much the main reason that I do a sketch a day blog. Really? Yep. Why is that? Um, I don't know why. I I have seen. A ton of artists do sketch a day stuff. Right. Um, and just one day I was stumbling around the internet and I found his blog and he was in the middle of doing a bunch of sketch a day. Well, I mean, he's, he does a sketch a day. Or at least at the time he was. And, uh, hmm. 
for whatever reason, just looking at his stuff, just made it click in my head, like, you should do this. That's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, I think you told me, but I I was unfamiliar with right. the artist until now. I don't think I've ever read any of his, of his stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you another book that he's written or mm-hmm. drawn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's sure. cool. Maybe it says so in his. Uh, there's, bio there's a little, yeah, there's a little bias back there. Yeah, like? I think oh, it, hey. I think his only thing is says inspired Eric Seanborn to do a sketch a day. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, the uh, the digital versions do not have these pinups. Aha! Uh-huh. I don't know if that's worth an extra fourteen dollars <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure it is. <laughs> uh. Okay, yeah, he's done some other stuff. Uh, Odd Schnoz and the Odd Squad. Um, Time Jam. Yeah, so, yeah, he's done work. Yeah, he, but he's really solid. Like oh, yeah, so. yeah, he's, he's very, solid. very good. And, uh, yeah, like, just his artwork is, is definitely lent to the very fun tone of the comic. Yeah, but, and, it, and it's perfect in sync with the story because. Um, it's not, I mean, it is very cartoony and fun, right. but it's not like, you know, like, not like, you know, it's funny, like funny a, pages. It's not like funny oh, pages yeah, cartoony. It's, it's like a, like a little Chris Sprouse. Yeah. Is in there. Yeah. You know, some, some Kevin Maguire. Uh, I could know. see, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, I was going to say something else. Hmm. Oh yeah, well, you know, also that he can, without even, you know, like like you see some artists, uh, you know, take uh, take on like sort of a persona of another artist, oh, yeah. you know, and it just looks like they're trying to draw in that style, right? Like, like he seems to have an ability to like make something like Kirby-ish, but without ever looking like Jack Kirby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like you're, you're, you're clear that it's homage. Right. Oh, and speaking of homage, this is something I want to bring up. And the, there's a scene where, um, after you know, after you kill Superman, what do you do? You go to his house and take his shit. Right. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> so it's my plan. Yeah. So Edison Rex goes to his house, and and like he has all these. Edison or uh, Valiant has all these uh, statues of different heroes. Yeah. And uh I think they're like supposed to be homages to comic book companies. Uh, um, I don't know about that. Cuz there's one called uh, The Eclipse. Okay. There's Miss Mirage. There's The Gold Key. There's Max Gla- or Gladiator Gladstone, I think. Well, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one called Maverick and I don't remember a comic book company called there Maverick. It was a Dark Horse imprint. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe he was just a fan of the store. He worked yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then, like, Defiant, that, I mean, Valiant, those were comic yeah. companies. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I'll be goddamned. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, there's a couple that I don't think are, like, Cerebella. I mean, some of them are just. I think the villains are, are not, I would yeah. guess. But, but, uh, I mean, yeah, because everyone you just mentioned was heroes. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty right. cool. Huh. A little, little uh, Easter egg, I guess. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, mm. then. Yeah. All right, well, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. So, Edison I'm, Rex. Let's go pre- buy it. It's pretty, pretty, or, or go online. 
and buy. <laughs> I would recommend that. Yeah. Uh, like I, you would hardly ever hear me say that, but for the price difference, I would say it's totally worth yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get it. I guess you know, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the cost of the printing and the production and all that. Mm-hmm. I and see the difference in the price increase mm-hmm. there, but right. uh, I mean. We're living in a, a broken economy. I ain't got no money. Yeah, you're unemployed. I make twenty dollars a month. Running rampant. This would be a month's worth of my pay for this book. <laughs> How am I? I can't even get a can of beans and an Edison Rex trade in a month. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so find it digitally and purchase it that way. And you get three more issues out now because uh, there are not. Yeah, totally. there you go. So, Edison Rex, do it. It's good. Yeah. Take a break. Sure.
Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. What's mm. mm. up? Nothing. Labor Day. It, tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. It's Labor Day. Or technically in 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's getting there. It is getting there. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Got any big plans? You said you might draw. You might... I'm my drum, going over to my parents for a uh, cookout of yeah. sorts. Uh, we had one today also, uh, but uh, tomorrow is a, uh, a more relaxed one. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we had, there was company there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother came into town, and uh, uh, their friends uh, Ed and Margarita and Margarita's mom uh, came over. I know Ed and Margarita. You do know Ed and Margarita. Uh, so, so that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I never met Margaret's mom. Yeah, she doesn't speak any English. Okay. Not a word. Could you communicate with her? Not a bit. <laughs> Although when I left, uh, she, uh, said to Margarita, who then translated it for me, that, uh, I was, she was glad I was there to keep her company because I was just as quiet as she was. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> see, that's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Look at you. Yeah. Making people feel relaxed. <laughs> I don't know that I was relaxed. I was just, uh. Quiet. Quiet. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, sitting in between the, the conversations that, uh, my dad and my very drunk brother. Oh, really? Ed were all having. Apparently, my brother started drinking around 11.30 this morning, and, uh, then he switched to hard alcohol around Four-ish. Oh, jeez. And I got over there about five, and uh, he still continued to drink uh, by the time I left, which was like 9.30-ish. Uh, switching back and forth, which doesn't seem like a good idea to me, uh, between uh, beer and then like tequila. Oh, yeah. And rum. Not a great and idea. whiskey. <laughs> wow. You know, I've been watching some older movies, like I've been watching some old Hitchcock movies, like uh, 39 Steps oh. I watched the other day. Yeah, how many people left? <laughs> it was at my house, so okay. nobody. No. <laughs> Although you know what, that one was like that one was actually funny. Like there was like a lot of like <laughs> that, or maybe the people at the birds just like have skewed my perception of what what is horror and what is funny. The uh, the newest episode of the Stupid Sexy podcast uh, is going up soon, mm-hmm. and uh, Kathleen uh, r- r- related the the bird story. <laughs> okay, and, yeah, uh, from her perspective anyway. Okay. So, yeah. well, See, it wasn't just me, right? <laughs> no, no, it was not. Yeah, but no, anyway, but yeah. like, yeah, all, all these older movies, like uh, Thirty Nine Steps, was the most recent one I watched. I love it every time someone walks in the door before they even get their jacket off. They are pouring themselves a drink of hard liquor, <laughs> like, like literally, like he walks in the door with his lady, and like they still have their jackets on, and they and he starts pouring drinks, right. and then they take the jackets off. I was sure. like, you gotta have your priorities. Exactly. I want a little bar like that. That would be great. Oh, wouldn't that be? I mean, ours would just always be empty, though. Probably. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it would look cool. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't drank in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had that beer when we watched. Uh, they might be giants, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had two beers in the last month. Yeah. And uh, one of them was the. Well, that's your excuse is that uh, you don't have any income. Well, usually that's like. You That's know, the reason. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. they kind of grow and you know. But, but you're being, uh, uh, I don't want to say a responsible adult <laughs> because you are uh, not working. I'm, I'm paying. See, but that's weird though. I'm paying my bills. <laughs> uh, I am working on something that you know is hopefully going to bring in some money. 
So, you know, I'm doing my, I'm doing my own thing. It's not working for the man. Right, right. Because Mavericks was, was the man. The man, man. that's right. <laughs> oh. uh, so, no, so, yeah, so anyway, so I was, uh, that's what I did tonight. I, uh, I ate some food at my parents' house. Yeah. And it was good. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's and, cool. Uh, and I did not drink then either because, uh, because I saw what an idiot my brother was being. You were like, he's drinking enough for everybody. He really was. Wow. Uh, apparently, he was, uh, could not pronounce uh, simple words, uh, forgot his daughter's birthday. Uh, just, yeah, oh, yeah, he's just, uh, just, uh, just a fantastic person. Oh, oh well, um, you know, he'll, he'll pop out of it. Yeah, sure. I'm, uh, I'm spending the next weekend with him. Uh, oh, that's uh, right. Is that Horror Hound next Horror Hound, yeah. I uh, will be there. Uh, good time to plug this. I will be there uh, Friday, September 6th through Sunday, September 8th, hanging out with our good friend Kurt Dins. Uh, and in order to help stave off some of the cost, uh, my brother is letting me uh, sleep in his uh, futon in the loft in his house. Oh, that's cool. Which is uh, perfectly fine because it's free. Yeah. And I'm imagining that because... Uh, uh, my brother will probably be, uh, be drunk uh, when I get home uh, every day yeah. at the convention. He'll probably give you shots, right? Uh, yeah, I might drink with him then, yeah. Wait a minute, you said in the loft, it's not like like, like a barn loft. Or... No, no, it's a, it's a house, and uh, they have an upstairs, but the upstairs is just uh, oh, a wow. room. Nice. Uh, that's where the, the computer is and whatnot. That's cool. Uh, so there's a futon there, and I'll be sleeping on there it. There you go. Right? That's perfect. Uh... <clears throat> So yeah, I'm imagining that uh, drinks will be had by him at least, mm. and hey, I might drink with him if uh, if uh, the opportunity has arisen. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, we uh, we have some stuff that we we could be drinking about uh, in general. So, right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, next weekend should be awesome. Next weekend, well, yeah, you know, I'm. I'm looking forward to it, because mm-hmm. I get to hang out with Kurt, and that's always cool. He's a good guy. He is a very good guy. I wish we could hear his voice. I do, too. How, how could we make that happen? Uh, I guess we could drive to Chicago. Oh, that seems like a lengthy lengthy uh, thing to do at this point in time. Well, maybe we could just listen to one of his awesome sound clips. Oh, all right. Yeah. Let's do that, then. All right. This is Kurt Dins for the Gutter Trash Podcasting Network, and I'm here with horror special effects legend Tom Savini. And uh, I've given him the three question choices, and now it's up to him to figure out which one he wants to talk about. Well, my first job, I was a car hop on roller skates at Eaton Park. You know Eaton Park, big boy? Oh, yeah, oh I was really? the first. All right, all right. Actually, I was the first male car hop. In fact, the, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Museum, History Museum, uh-huh has a 50-year anniversary display of Eaton Park. And I'm there. I'm in the monitor talking about being the first male car hop on roller skates. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was 1962. Right on. All right. There you have it. Thanks, folks. Good luck. Well, that was neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. That was... Uh... <laughs> Not, so, not what I expected Tom Zavini to say. No, not at all. Uh, I don't know about you, but in my head, what I'm imagining is Tom Savini wearing, like, Daisy Duke short shorts <laughs> uh, on roller skates with his hair and pigtails. 
uh, going to Cardicar and uh, with like plates full of French right, fries yeah, and yeah. milkshakes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so cool. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt, for revealing this incredible news to the world. Yeah, that's amazing. That is pretty goddamn amazing. <laughs> Uh, Especially if it's true. Right, yeah. I can only assume it is. I would hope so. Why would he lie? Right. Uh, right. Why would he lie to just a know-nothing podcast? Right. right. Uh, man, that definitely puts a new perspective, though, on the you know, sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, what was... Uh, he was in Machete, right? Was he in Machete? Um, Did he play like a? I can't remember. Like I remember some movie where he played like a like an assassin for hire or something like that, and oh, he was man. doing like wheelies on a bike and like you know shooting arrows and. Huh. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Dawn of the Dead. Like I know he was a biker in that. No, it wasn't that. And uh, it wasn't he was the sheriff in the Dawn of the Dead remake? I think right. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think it might have been Machete or huh. some Robert Rodriguez movie. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. Hobo with a Terror shotgun? Even? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Hobo with a shotgun. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, still. Well, he's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's awesome. I, I think he did a one-armed push-up contest with one of our friends. <laughs> he did. At, at another <laughs> horror convention. Yeah. So he just seems game for whatever. He does. Uh, and I have heard uh, it was our friend Matt Brassfield who, who did that. Uh, well, he didn't. No. No. Uh, Can you imagine... If I paid Brassfield a hundred dollars per push-up, do you think I'd have to pay him a hundred dollars? You would not. <laughs> uh, I think maybe you would give him a dollar as just a good try. Right. Oh yeah. yeah I'm not saying I could do very many push-ups. No. Oh, no. Yeah. None of us could. Right. Right. <laughs> we're all out of we're, shape. We're no, idiots. We're no Tom Savini. No. But uh, who was it? It was Josh Weinberg. Yeah. 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 So our friend Matt Brassfield convinced uh, Tom Savini to do a one-armed push-up contest <laughs> with our friend Josh Weinberg. Uh, for, I guess it was... It was for one of his horror shorts, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Matt has told me that, because uh, he was at the show with me and Kurt when uh, Kurt, you know, did eventually go talk to Tom, uh, Mr. Savini, and, uh, you know, Brassman was like, yeah, you should go try, you know, but he was also like, you know, sometimes he can be, you know, not awesome, you know, but but sometimes he can be. You know, just you have to get just him like a normal human, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, I mean, the, there's they're, they're supposed to be all cordial and happy and well, no, like like the, the you know, there's a lot of stuff that I've read that Tom Savini is just super not awesome, especially at conventions. Oh, really? Which I understand because I would not be awesome at a convention like that, right? Like, if I, I mean, like I go to conventions, but. The crowd just walks right by my table. Right. But if every person was in line and, like, telling me something or asking me to do something. Or probably, like, you know, just asking the same thing right. over and over uh, and yeah. over again. Yeah, I would not be awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally get why someone would not be awesome at a show like that, especially a person like Tom Savini. But at the same time, you know, uh, fake it. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah since, since there's money rolling in. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, apparently he was game uh, this day, and uh, we got an awesome little soundbite. Yeah, that was very cool. I, I, I love him. Like, I mean, first of all, his special effects stuff are great. But sure, like he directed the the remake of Night of the Living Dead, which, which I, is so good. Yeah, I thought it was great. It is so good. And which I'm, is weird because I love the first one. Right. So you'd think like a remake, you'd automatically be like, I don't know. Right. 
Like, I remember when that movie came out, and it was kind of a big deal. Like, I remember seeing, like, news stories about it and stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, mostly just because... You, you read know, Fangoria. Huh? Because you read Fangoria magazine. Not at the time. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I saw this on, like, on Good Morning America. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and it was, you know, just you know, because it's not a living dead. It's, you know, like, you know, just one of the... The classic horror movies right. you know, from the sixties, especially American right, horror. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and then it came out, and it got like terrible reviews, and you know, just just people were upset about it. Even to like, what, what, what was I was like ten when that came out? Maybe right, yeah. <laughs> like like even then, I could tell people were just being dicks about that movie. Right. Uh, and so then when I eventually saw it, I was like, this movie's kind of great. Right. I mean, like like. You know, it's it's just as good, if not better, than you know the the original. You know, it's been twenty years since I've seen it. That might be an excellent uh, Halloween movie this year. I, I'd be down. I haven't because I haven't I haven't seen it in twenty years. I might not like it as much as I remember. Right, so yeah. I'd be curious. So, uh, are you talking the remake or are you talking both? Oh, I'm talking. Well, at least the remake. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the original. I have seen that in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, I will be uh, seeing the original in Rift Tracks format uh, come October. What? Yeah. They keep doing good movies. Yeah? It's weird. It's weird. Like, I swear, I, I, I liked uh, Starship Troopers. I thought it was weird that they were doing a Rift Tracks on that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot to riff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of good movies that you could do a Rift Track on. Right. It's strange. I, you know, I love Night of the Living Dead, but uh, yeah, there's some stuff. There's definitely some stuff. <sighs> yeah, but it, wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that be like if you were like, man, my grandpa, he's getting senile, so he does a lot of funny stuff. Let's just sit around and make fun of him. It's like, you love your grandpa, though. You love his flaws, too. You don't want to make fun of his flaws. Uh, this is not the same situation. <laughs> I don't know. This is not the I'd, same situation. I'd, I'd feel bad making fun of yeah, you're wrong. Everything is open. Everything? Everything. Everything can be made fun of. Everything should be made fun of. Hmm. hmm. All right. Maybe, no, maybe, maybe. maybe you're right. I am right. <laughs> Nothing should be off limits from, I, from... I don't think I would enjoy a riff tracks of Night of Living Dead. I think you might. Yeah, we'll see. I'll never know. What the fuck? Why are you putting Night of the Living Dead on such a pedestal? Well, no, I mean, not just that movie, but anything that I really love. Like, if there was a riff track as of Alien or, or something, yeah. I, would, I, don't, I don't think I would enjoy that. Why not? Well, why wouldn't that uh, give you, like, like uh, just an extra perspective on it? You know? oh. I mean, it's not like it's going to ruin the actual movie. But what if it does? Like, what if every time I watch it from now, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like when they said that. You know, that would make me mad. Well, then that's your problem. I, well, exactly. Okay. But if I don't watch it, then it's not a problem. Right. But I don't know. I, I think I would just rather see a movie that is just so bad that it's like just a comedy at that point. But at that point, then why have the riff tracks? Because <laughs> that enhances it enhances just... the badness. Uh, ah. You're wrong. It doesn't matter. You're not invited anyway. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go. Riff tracks are a me, a Joe, and an Amanda situation. <laughs> right. And or any combination of those. And 200 strangers that and live in this town. 200 strangers who will trip and smell like beer and <laughs> talk and use their cell phones and 
people are fucking awful at the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell me. Oh, I know I don't. Uh, that's that that's also... that's the main reason I wouldn't go to Rift Tracks, honestly. Like no matter what it is, unless it was on at ten a.m. and I was the only one there. Yeah, it's usually uh, Thursday evening, and it's usually packed. Yeah, usually, usually packed. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine a, uh, a Night of the Living Dead would probably be packed. Yeah. yeah, they're playing that one at the Victoria Theater, too. Really? Um, um, so, if, if you want to go and laugh, you might as well just go to that one. Uh, it's probably cheaper. And it'll be just as much laughter. <laughs> uh, if I actually wanted to watch it without a Rift Tracks, I would just pop it in the DVD player. Right. Because yeah. I own, like, three copies. Three versions, yeah. right, probably. Right. Uh, I did used to own a regular version and a uh, pre-Rift Tracks, Rift Tracks version. Oh, wow. Uh, it was when Rift Tracks was just Mike. Huh. Uh, and it was, he just, it was the DVD with uh, his audio commentary on it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you could watch it without or with that's, it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's even better. The option. Yeah. I used to have... Well, you know what the option is? You can uh, either just watch it yourself or uh, go to Rift Tracks. <laughs> I had the, the. It's not like uh, it's not like the riff tracks thing will now retroactively make every copy of Night of the Living Dead have <laughs> right, right. that superimposed on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a Crisis of Infinite Earths kind of thing where it's all retconned and like the that joke was always there. This is this is getting to the basement and they're like, we don't have a basement. Ha ha ha. It's like people who like complain when like a movie comes out. It's like, oh, that ruined that book. And it's like, no, that book is still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> hmm. hmm, hmm. What were we talking about? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Tom Savini, Tom Savini, Sex Machine, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, that's where it went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> there's where we went wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I would I would love to see that again. Not the, the remake, <laughs> no, the riff tracks. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, yeah, the other remake. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm down. That'd be yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, this is probably all conversations we should be having off air, but yeah, cool. No, yeah, yeah, I have seen that movie recently, ish. In the last like, couple of years, last five years or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but you know, yeah, I'm always down to watch maybe it. Maybe we have a guest that hasn't seen it. Yeah, maybe. That'd be perfect. I don't know that we know anyone that would be A, I, willing, and B, hasn't, hasn't seen it. it. <laughs> I was say, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe and Kathleen have neither one seen it. Right. I don't know that Joe would want to. Yeah, yeah probably not. But, hey, we can put out the feelings. Right. I'm, I would be very surprised if Kathleen hadn't seen it, though. You know, but the number of movies that she hasn't seen that you would expect that she's seen. Right. Like we were talking about, she said she's never seen Jaws. Right. I've never seen Jaws. I, that's weird, right? Maybe that should be a horror movie this year. I, you know, for a while, when I was doing the the missed classics, like I, Jaws was on the list, mm-hmm. and ultimately I decided to not pick it, just because I don't know that I would like it. Right. And just you know, and at that point we had already pretty much figured out that uh, missed classics. Uh, are good, but not as great as everybody tells me. They are. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you learned your lesson. Right. But half the movies I pick, uh, I don't know that I'm going to like. And right. 80% of them, neither one of us like. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that might be worth checking out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'd be more down, I think, for, for Night of the Living Dead or anything else other than Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, we, we did, uh, I mentioned again, we, we did a Stupid Sexy Podcast this weekend, and it'll be up soon. Uh, and uh, before the show, we, I was trying to figure out, like, what movies we had both seen, like, in the past month that we could talk mm. about. Because uh, that's primarily what the show has become, is just us going to see movies. Right. Uh, and I was surprised at, like, some of the newest ones that have come out that she actually didn't see yet. Right. Uh, like Elysium and Kick-Ass 2, I thought she would have been all over those. And nope, nope. nope. Well, she doesn't have anybody to take her to the movies. Right. I'd have gone with her. Yeah. You've, you've taken her? Paid for her? Um, no. <laughs> Because as a boyfriend, that's kind of, you know, something uh, yeah. I'm supposed to do. Right. But I just refuse. Right, yeah. Well, because you, you only have your $20 a yeah, month. Yeah, my $20 a month. Oh, no, even when I was rolling in dough. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't pay for her wine, but uh, I would certainly uh, enjoy seeing a movie with her. We, we have similar taste in movies. We often see a lot of the same movies, sometimes a day apart. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh... I don't know. So yeah, I was shocked that uh, she hadn't seen uh, like at least Elysium. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, cause she loved District Nine. Very. I, yeah, what? Uh, she went and saw something. She oh, she went and saw World's, World's End. End. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. We did talk about that. Mm-hmm. I want to see that movie. It's good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We uh we we both saw a movie uh yesterday. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> Two we saw a double feature. <laughs> yeah, we did. We went to the theater, paid for one ticket. I snuck you into my bag. <laughs> you would have had to because I wouldn't have been in the theater in the first place. <laughs> and then we snuck into another theater. I wish. No, if those were on the big screen, that would be tempting. <laughs> Yeah, we watched uh, the first two Leprechaun films. Yeah, we did. Those aren't movies. Yeah, Those are films. films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Starring the uh, great actor Warwick Davis. Uh-huh. And Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, one of our finest ingenues. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had never seen the first Leprechaun movie, which blew my mind. I thought, it, sure, I'd seen it, because I've seen two different ones. Right. But apparently I've seen, like, two and three or four or something right. but um i'm guessing three since you did not know that leprechaun four is leprechaun in space yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it probably was three <laughs> which uh-huh. uh leprechaun in space i had seen like 10 minutes of once and that was it and that's pretty much my entire experience with the leprechaun movies <laughs> right uh, and I remember the day that I saw that was actually a day that I worked at Mavericks and really? went home early because I was really sick. Oh. And, uh, I think it's because you really wanted to watch Leprechaun. No. Like I came home, I was really sick and, uh, like I, you know, took a bunch of medicine and like I sat down on the couch and turned on the TV and, uh, Leprechaun 4 oh, and wow. Space was on. Were you like having fever dreams while you were watching it? Eh, like I watched 10 minutes and then I just went to bed. All right. <laughs> Wow, I gotta see that. Is is Warwick Davis always Leprechaun? Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Poor guy. I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent sure he is. Right. Man, poor guy. That sucks. <laughs> hey, you know, it's a gig. Yeah. But it seems like a shitty one. Yeah. I mean, really. 
Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, like, if I, I imagine, you know, sitting through the makeup is a chore. Right. But he gets to dance around on screen like a jackass. Make terrible, <laughs> terrible jokes. Right. Kill some people. And then, you know, buy a new air conditioner. Yeah, right. I mean... <laughs> but, it, but, I mean, like, it all kind of revolves around... There are worse fucking jobs that that guy could have. Yeah, but it all revolves around him being, like, kind of pigeonholed into a role because of his size. It's like, he could just do comedies or, like... Sure. You know, or whatever. Other things, too. Yeah. But, uh... Which is then, like, eight of those Leprechaun movies. Sure. I mean, hey, if they make money and they pay him, again, yeah. he... Could be doing much but, worse but, things. But I mean, if he did, if he was wicked, isn't he like set for life? Does he have to do Leprechaun movies? I doubt that he's set for life. Like, you don't think he made like a million dollars on I that? I doubt that no. at all. No. I mean, he had a lot of screen time. Sure, but no, I mean, back when that movie was made, and the fact that he is covered head to toe, right. doesn't have any lines, there's no way. He His made lines? Some cash. <laughs> I'm sure Willow paid well. Yeah, because yeah. like he he was like the main guy in that sure, movie. He yeah. was he was Willow. I bet he still made less than Val Kilmer did though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know, yeah. I mean, uh, a even if he is set for life, it's the thing that he loves. Yeah, right? that's true. You know, acting, <laughs> making people happy. All right, and you know what? Leprechaun in the Hood Two may be the world's shittiest movie. But somebody likes it. That's true. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people own it on DVD. Right? Uh, apparently, I own the first four. <laughs> the first four. Which, uh, I only, the only reason I have that is my cousin used to live with us, and she left them when she moved out. She's like, she took like all of her DVDs other than the... The, the Leprechaun series. Yeah, it was like all four on one on two discs, like on a special edition two yeah. disc. But yeah. So, I gotta thank her for that. There you go. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah, there are definitely worse things that, uh, Warwick Davis could be doing. Right, right. And, uh, I mean, we even talked about it a little bit last night. Uh, would we really turn down the opportunity to do what he was doing in those movies? Well, no, I mean, I guess not, but I, I guess I'm trying to think of from his perspective, like, if, if I was, like, asked to be in a movie that sort of played upon, um, my, like, you know, physical limitations or something. Right. Like, if I if I only had, like, one leg, and they're like, oh, you can play the one-legged sailor in all eight of these one-legged sailor movies, I'd be like... Those would be terrible I, Yeah, because I'm not a trained actor. Right. But other than that, it would be amazing. Like, if De Niro was the one-legged sa- right. sailor, that would be great. But I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know, like, like, you're right in a way, you know, like, like... A, because, I mean, you can look at it like, you know, uh, back in the, the the golden age of Hollywood where if you were a black actor, you pretty much only played like a butler or a maid or a slave. Right. You know, and, uh, or, you know, and always just sort of illiterate and, you know, just sort of a subhuman character just because of the color of their skin. You know, and it definitely took a very long time for, you know, black actors to be able to break out of that. But even then, you know, even now, there are still times where 
Oh yeah, you know, that's what it is. Exactly. You know? And so I get you. You know, I totally get that. You know, one hundred percent. You know, there's no reason that Warwick Davis couldn't play like you know in a Woody Allen movie. Or right. Something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's never going to be a leading man, right? You know, in a romantic comedy or anything like that. But yeah, there's no reason that he should play you know, monsters and leprechauns and whatever. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, etc. But, but if he likes it, then that's fine. You know, right? Yeah. Maybe he does have fun. Maybe, le- maybe, like you said, playing Leprechaun and doing the shit he does is like super fun. Right. Like it looks like fun. Like we were watching the movie and I was like, "Wow, yeah. this looks like it'd be a fun right. movie to be in." But it just seems like it would get old and like eventually he would be like, "I'd like to do something different." Yeah, well, I'm sure, you know. And then I think he does have a show on like HBO or something like that right now, which mm-hmm. uh, he sort of makes fun of, you know, his career, you know being a dwarf actor you know? okay uh but you know uh again you know it all comes down to you know he could be doing that or he could be you know a cashier at a grocery store right you yeah know, which would you rather do yeah you know i don't know though <laughs> like i mean well, i know right now you're struggling for money and you'd probably take that I, cashier down. I would, all right but uh <laughs> i would i would elect to do neither so i could just stay at home and draw and watch movies <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. Uh, if you were told that uh, you could draw uh, the shittiest superhero comic that you could think of, yeah, and that's all you would ever do, yeah, uh, that's all you would ever be known for, uh, but you'd get paid pretty well for it, right? Wouldn't you do that rather than fuck? Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would. Like yeah, I would I would be the letterer on the worst Archie or Blue Water comic or right, whatever, yeah. you know, like like Leprechaun. <laughs> that was Blue Water, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was Blue Water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember you, like years ago, I think when we were doing drawing night at the your old place, uh, where where Matt Brassfield and Duke <laughs> and Zippy all lived with you. Uh, you tell me one day that the Leprechaun comic had come out, and it was the worst thing you had ever seen. Yeah, I remember there was, like, a two-page spread that was, like, it should have been, like, one of nine panels on one page, right. and it looked like they <clears> literally it drug it, yeah, yeah, drug it into a two-page spread. Uh, so, like, I was so curious that I looked at it, like, the next time I went into Mavericks, it, it truly was one of the <laughs> worst-looking things I've ever seen in my right. life. Yeah, it was mind-boggling. Yeah. And yeah, it was like super low res. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. It wasn't even just like, I don't like it. It was like, it's fucking bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we should say the movies aren't good either. Oh no, but the second one was kind of fun. Yeah, they both were kind of fun. In yeah. Life, yeah. But yeah, totally not good. No. <laughs> no, you could totally make a drinking game out of anytime he says, I want me gold. Right. You know? <laughs> Even the the second movie, which has very little to do with the the actual gold, he still says it. Yeah. Ad nauseum. Oh yeah. And he loves to shine those shoes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, uh, I guess I should pick a movie and then we should go. I thought you just did Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. uh, so I got a movie in mind, uh, and as you were talking uh, earlier, it's a uh, movie neither of us, I don't believe either of us have seen. Oh. So we have no idea of the quality of this until we watch it. Uh-oh. 
Unless you veto it. I don't know. Have I ever vetoed? You have not. Still waiting for it to happen. Though. Yeah, it might. It might. It could happen. I haven't written off the possibility. Yeah. But the uh, the movie uh, that I am picking is a uh, fairly recent-ish movie, past couple years, something like that, called Robot and Frank. That's weird, because that's one of five movies on my list of things to, to pick for the show. All right. So no veto. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I I just looked that up the other day. Nice. All, All right. right. I'm curious about that one. Cool. Cool. All right. So next one. Well, maybe not next week. What? Yeah. Skip week? Skip week? Uh, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, actually, I'm coming back into town on uh, Monday uh, afternoon, so no. uh, maybe we could... Uh, do a Monday. Do a Monday early. I'd be down. Yeah? I, I mean, me, you don't have any. Let me, let me check my little book here, my schedule. <laughs> Let's see, nap until five. They need to do it before five. Oh. Well, okay, I can set my alarm for four. All right. Okay. I'll be here at 4.30. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Robot and Frank. Yeah. Alex saying Robot. Yeah. It's spelled Robot for right. those at home, but... But, uh, yeah, Robot. But, you know, it was pronounced Robot for a very long time. All the 50s sci-fi movies, uh-huh. they say Robot. I like it. I like yeah. saying that. It I is the same cool. program. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to watch that robot program. Robot program. Robot and Frank. Sorry, yeah. Frank Langella. So does he play the robot or does he play Frank? I think he might play robot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was Skeletor. <laughs> and I believe Susan Strandon's in that film as well. Is she? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. I believe so. Uh, Star power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a robot. Yeah. She's not the robot either. No. All right, then. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Take it easy. Be kind to each other. Yeah. I love you all. I agree. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>